0: Welcome to Three Drinks In, the podcast where two friends explore the everyday topics we all know and love, with a little help from a few drinks. Join us as we take a light-hearted and sometimes humorous dive into the things that make life interesting. From trust in relationships, being a woman at work, managing friendship issues, and everything in between, our candid conversations are sure to be enhanced by a few beverages. So sit back, pour yourself a drink, and let's get started. <laughs> Are we started? Did I like
1: you start? Yeah, we've started. Oh, we've started. Hi Serena.
0: <laughs> Alice did the most like Pikachu type of hello in the world that really took me by surprise. <laughs> well, you said speak and I don't know if you were like testing
1: the sound. I um, was,
0: but I didn't expect that either. <laughs> so uh,
1: so yeah, how are you today? I'm
0: all good. Um I'm oh I've got some news. I'm getting settled into the flat. Like we're waiting on a couple of IKEA um deliveries, but it's like coming together. It's feeling like home every day every, a little bit more every day and I'm just like my anxiety level is honestly like going down by the minute just because I was so tired of living in a suitcase and seeing boxes as like decorations for the past two months (laughs) so i'm all good
1: (laughs) so you moved in um you moved in last saturday right into the new flat
0: yeah um let's just say that the the workout that i did lifting boxes and bringing everything (laughs) up and down will be my workout for the month like I'm done
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always yeah it's always so much effort and quite stressful to move um so glad you've put that behind you but that does lead us into today's topic which is anxiety um I think we've done (laughs) yay love that topic um I think we've done we've done mostly topics around um friendship and relationships But we do also have um, other, you know, a couple of topics about mental health. Yeah. So yeah, today is beautiful anxiety.
0: Well, I mean, you asked me how I am, but how are you?
1: Oh, I'm good. (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, also trying to keep that well, not also, but I am working on my current anxiety. I am quite a generally anxious person. Um, but I did recently get made redundant, so it is a little bit of a of a personal work to keep, um, yeah, the anxiety in check, essentially.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the the good thing is that you know that it wasn't because of like something that you did or didn't do. like it was totally out of your um, out of your control. So hopefully that's a little bit of like, Peace in in your in your anxiety levels right now, but um yeah, it's, yeah. It, it it's a tough time that we're seeing like in in the workplace at the minute, and I'm I'm sorry that you're going through that. It's it's never fun. Yeah, no, but yeah, like
1: you said, at least um you know the the like work to be like this wasn't my fault has been done Mm. um so um it's more it's more of a time where I think when you have a lot of time on your hands and you know there's like financial stability there's like pressure to be successful um it's it's more a time where I have to put all of the elements in my favor to keep anxiety at bay um but yeah we can we can talk more about you know the coping mechanisms to deal with anxiety i think for now let's kind of start by saying what is yeah what what is what anxiety, is
0: anxiety?
1: <laughs> yeah and how how does it manifest for us because i think different people have slightly different symptoms mm-hmm. and different ways of dealing with it um so yeah let's let's start with that
0: so the way that my anxiety um transpires which is very i think almost abnormal weird way um, is that I don't actually feel stressed Um, so I'm never kind of in a moment in my head where I'm like oh my god this is too much this is so much stress but my body will tell me Um, so I've become Mm -hmm. very in tune with like listening to my body so for instance um, I have like my hair thinning out sometimes and I'm like okay this is a sign Serena that you have to calm Mm -hmm. down Um, There are some moments where um, I will just randomly faint. Um, And I know it sounds very extreme. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, But it's just like, it's nothing um, kind of dangerous health wise, other than I can, I mean, I can feel when I'm about to faint. So I put myself in like a safe space. I don't kind of lean over the window if I'm feeling like I'm about (laughs) to faint kind of thing um but yeah there are some moments where like I'm gonna get um uh like eczema or like stuff like that that is just gonna pop out or like my allergies will flare up um and I just know that that's my body's way of telling me like slow down um you know look at your life what are some elements that you can put some like you know stress relief on um but yeah that's kind of like how my stress and anxiety manifests
1: yeah 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 that's super interesting because i also get physical symptoms um but not exactly the the same ones um so for me if i'm anxious i will feel a little bit stressed every day That's kind of continuous Mm. um but it's it's normally okay to kind of just ignore so i don't really treat it seriously and then my body is like no 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 i'm gonna make you suffer until you notice this (laughs) Um, so I actually didn't know I had anxiety um, until I basically I thought I was dying I thought I was having heart attacks I was having um, a lot of chest pain Uh, I feel I felt like I couldn't breathe Um, I got claustrophobic for a little bit so I couldn't take the tube because it's a it's a fully closed space yeah so I felt like I couldn't get enough air and you know I couldn't I couldn't leave the tube so I wanted to just be outside to get as much air as possible. Um, so I actually, I saw a couple of doctors and they were like, you're fine. Um, you're completely healthy. Which is the and most infuriating
0: that... thing, right? Cause you're like, I'm not healthy. I'm not feeling good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 you must be wrong. Like I'm, I'm clearly dying. Um, it, it is because... scary though.
0: Like honestly. Yeah, it's
1: super scary.
0: And you know, um, it's and... one of the really common um, symptoms of anxiety um, having like symptoms of heart attacks, apparently like that's something that's really, really common. Um, but we're not really told about it so much. Um, yeah. And it, it's such a vicious circle as well because like you're having an anxiety attack and you feel like you're dying. So you're even more anxious. So you're, you even have more exactly. symptoms, like it's horrible.
1: Yeah, so actually, yeah. So my my initial anxiety started by um, triggers, which, are, which at the time were work-related. Yeah. Put myself stress um, when it comes to work, um, but then I thought I was stressed about my health. So the more you think you're sick, the more you stress out, and the mm-hmm. more anxious you become. So, like you said, it is a vicious circle. Um, but what really helped me is the third doctor that I saw. Um, you know, she did as many tests as she could, and she told me, you know, like you're you're a young adult, you're perfectly fine. Um, however the symptoms that you're describing it seems like they're coming from your brain Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you are feeling those things so I really like the fact that she didn't discredit any of the things that I was feeling she was saying you know you you are feeling those things they are happening Um, you're not making them up it's it's not just purely your imagination you are feeling those things but they're coming from your brain rather than um, you know another another health issue so she Recommended, I see a therapist, um, and so there was a firm that really took it seriously, which was incredibly helpful, um, and it's really helped me now identify when I have anxiety, which then you know prompts me to do some work on identifying what's causing that anxiety, but also actually diminishing the factors because I don't go straight away to thinking, oh, that's it, like, I have a new sickness, I'm dying. Um, and so I actually, I have a lot less panic attacks and I'm a lot less claustrophobic. I just realize it straight away and then address it. Um, but yeah, so physical, physical symptoms as well for me.
0: When was your first, like, anxiety attack?
1: Oof, I don't know. I can't recall what the first one was because I've probably had it um for a while but i i didn't really know what it was uh i think the the one that i can look rec- the most was probably during uh COVID when we we're mm-hmm. all locked in um and that was i don't think this one was driven by work it could have been driven by work there were a couple of layoffs in my company uh, well furlough that were leading to layoffs uh, there was obviously a global pandemic taking place there was just you know inability to see your friends on a daily basis just like a raw fear um so i had that feeling of not being able to breathe um, mm-hmm. and i think i remember my mom kind of sit, sitting with me putting like a meditation playlist on um and being like you'll get through this so i think that's probably the first one that i can remember Mm. Um, but I I might have had some other ones earlier earlier on in life. That's sad. how about you? Um,
0: yeah. It's funny because like so I've been seeing a therapist for a while now, um, mm-hmm. and my life has like drastically changed honestly. Um, and one of the big I'm like I think my first like anxiety attack was probably in a plane. Um, and I used to have this really like physical horrible pain like of flying um and mm-hmm. um and just like yeah not being able to like rationalize at all and just like the yeah. fear overwhelming you and so i'm like i'm putting this in like the anxiety attack box um yeah. but what it was is actually what i didn't know um ocd um manif- manifesting um, and I'm not just like throwing OCD out there because it's like a trendy term to be like, oh, I have ADHD and I have OCD and I have this and that. Like, I think it it comes at certain degrees for everyone. And I mean, for me at least, like mm-hmm. some moments of my life, my like that will flare up a little bit more. Sometimes it's a little bit less present. But mm-hmm. um, before seeing a therapist, like that was definitely like at its <laughs> at its height. Um, and and it was just like the OCD that you hear about which is um like I don't know if you were watching the the series girls but Lena Dunham um had like severe OCD where she needed to like turn on and off the lights like 15 times and stuff like that like that's what you kind of how media would portray OCD but it can actually manifest in like very different um different ways um so it's not just like the the like the the movements and like i need to do this a certain amount of times it's also like the impulsive thoughts of oh my god i'm on a plane i'm gonna die for certain Mm -hmm. like that's the way that it manifests um which i didn't know about before um yeah i didn't either yeah it's really interesting like i read a lot about it and i was like oh okay (laughs) this makes sense and that makes sense and that checks the box um you also obviously have to be a little bit careful about reading so much because like when you're not in a great mental place uh like everything will fit the will check like the the list um but anyway like it's just to, um to say that like anxiety can come in such different forms and it's so important to kind of educate yourself and to my my best advice when you're when you're feeling anxious and when you're going through like repetitive anxiety attacks, which you don't really know if they're anxiety attacks or not, but they seem like it. Um, like my my advice would be like, go see a therapist, even if it's for like just a couple of sessions. Um, it doesn't have to be like a whole year investment, um, but it's always it's always good to kind of get to know your brain and how it works.
1: Definitely. It's so helpful. Um, yeah, there's also 100% therapy. There's also other I think learning about what works for you the therapist should kind of help you understand that and realize that Mm. Um, but I think there's also for example for me a a big thing at the moment is staying productive so I just have to make sure that you know every day I do a couple of really productive things and not allowing myself to kind of fall into a dark hole I think you know it manifests differently for everyone Um, but I think you usually kind of know what things in life make you feel good and what other things maybe short term feel good but if you do them for too long then you get to a dark place like watching netflix uh, all day long <laughs> exactly yeah it's like the type of thing you know like maybe you're like oh it's like a rainy sunday i'll just do that all day and it'll be super fun and then you reach the end of the day and you're like oh my god i've done nothing i don't yeah. feel good i feel like all sweaty and uh yeah and then for for me that type of Behavior definitely triggers like anxiety and a bit of a existential crisis Um, there's probably exercising as well I don't know if exercising for me it doesn't solve anxiety but it just gives me happy endorphin Um, you know you want to know a
0: fun fact uh (laughs) I've never felt endorphins in my life
1: you've mentioned this before and that's so sad like it brings me so much joy
0: like I (laughs) really Every time that I, I mean, I say every time, not that I'm, like, super sporty or anything, but when I do work out, like, it just feels like time has passed. It doesn't, like, I don't feel any better, I don't feel any more energized, I just feel tired, and I'm like, okay, I just gotta shower now, because I, I smell, but, like, that's all. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry for you, it's, like, one of my happiest drugs ever.
0: Well, good for you. I mean, I think that's a good drug to be, <laughs> to be addicted to. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so recognizing kind of like what works for you, what doesn't. Uh, if you get endorphins, if you feel the feeling of endorphins, 100% <laughs> recommend trying to get some of those. Um, yeah, those have probably been the two main things for me. Also socializing, seeing friends. So I know that a lot of people... Um, at least I know I do is sometimes when I am very anxious I tend to isolate from the world mm-hmm. um, but then that also sends me in a little bit of like a dark hole because if you cut yourself off for too long then maybe you're, you know you're at home not doing anything and you're just kind of like going deeper and deeper and deeper into your anxious bubble yeah um, so it can be nice it's it's a difficult balance because if you feel horrible you definitely to put yourself in a busy social environment but if you can you know maybe see your friend one-on-one grab like a a chill coffee and and try to go out outside um it it is helpful
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean it depends what kind of anxiety you have right because if you have social anxiety like putting yourself and forcing yourself to be out there might not be like the best idea yeah
1: um
0: but yeah i mean i just want to go back on like what triggers anxiety as well. Um, I think okay. it's really important um, to know that it's not because your life is going really well that you're not going to get triggered. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that happens in like earlier childhood and, um, and when you're, you're growing up that you're not necessarily privy to or that's like top of mind, but that can kind of pop up all of a sudden in your life. And that's going to like handicap you or that's going to really have like a negative effect on like how you interact with people. And you're going to get triggered for and you might get triggered for like things that have no correlation at all, like instinctively. Um, But there there are triggers that, you know, that's why I say like therapy is so great, because it helps you Mm. have that space to explore that a little bit um, or a lot or a lot um but yeah it's it's not because you haven't lived anything that you're deeming as traumatic that actually your your brain hasn't like put it in that category either Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that makes so much sense yeah or it could it could just be like yeah, I, I fully understand the trigger thing. This is like a, a really um, random example, but I, I like to say I have this concept of social battery, mm-hmm. whereas I can start off with a full battery and then you know it can deplete over time and with social interactions. And there are some people um, with which the social battery doesn't really go down, it's just, I'm having a good time, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but when i go to my parents house and i love my parents but you know there's probably a lot of a lot of triggers that i haven't fully covered in therapy and they have i mean it's it's not just their fault, it's it's my interactions with them as well but my social battery goes down so quickly and i often get quite anxious there. um so yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth Kind of discussing in therapy and trying to understand what's going on there just so that you, you can also improve your relationships with it and yeah i'm starting to understand a couple of things making interactions a bit smoother
0: yeah i mean yeah that totally totally resonates um and you know another example is like covid like people mm-hmm. thought they were all good and fun and like oh yeah i had the best covid experience like I think we're all really scarred by this experience Um, and I think it's been like tough on so many people and even like you know when we think of like the war in Ukraine like we're not directly affected by it but it was top of mind for a lot of people at some point of like like I know that my my boyfriend like when we first heard about it he was like okay I need to order like life-saving kits on Amazon just to make sure that we're safe if there's like a nuclear weapon launching and it's kind of like you know in like at first you're okay let's do it and then you're like well if there's like a massive like H bomb dropping on us mm, I don't know if that Amazon survival kit is gonna help us a lot (laughs) but (laughs) yeah but there are those like global and local factors that that do affect us and it's it's so important to keep like a check on it um Mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask you like do you have any like coping mechanisms when when it comes to like having anxiety attacks like how do you how do you like what do you do when you Mm -hmm. feel like something is becoming more stressful than you can manage and what do you do when you have like a full-blown anxiety attack
1: yeah so I think for me it starts with actually um, it's a lot of prevention so for example world events um, I do find them extremely stressful when there's you know we always hear a lot of things um, I I do try to limit media consumption mm-hmm. um, or at least news outlets and if I do I try to go to sources that are, are a little bit more what's the term like that, that will cover multiple sides of the argument rather than just bombarding you with horrible horrible news because i know that yeah exactly yeah i feel like if you just open like apple news or that type of stuff it's just like it's a very like Mm -hmm. it can be a very pessimistic outlook on life um so i try to you know go to platforms that also share happy news or have a slightly more nuanced um point of view but definitely limit that otherwise i know that it is it's not going to go well for my anxiety um and then yes like i said i try to keep like a fairly busy social life so i have enough activities outside i try to exercise i try to be productive um, and basically if i don't do those things and i kind of let myself slip that's when i will enter like a panic attack danger zone Mm -hmm. um because i'll spend too much time with my thoughts in a bit of a negative headspace um but then if it does happen um This I don't know if this applies to everyone Um, It applies to me because the first time I had panic attacks, like I mentioned, I thought I was dying Knowing now what is a panic attack is super helpful Mm -hmm. because I can be like Alice You are fine. You know, you're in good health You are being anxious right now and that tends to actually prevent the panic attack from you know fully fully blowing out Um, so I'll just kind of sit with myself take a moment and then kind of let it let it flow over um if it gets really bad i do have a couple of meditation apps um i tend to have my panic attacks at night when that happens so i'll kind of fall asleep with the meditation apps which i would finally i did not believe at all in meditation um, and meditative apps but they just work so at some point i was like you know what <laughs> it's effective um so it's a, a, little bit like magic for me so I'll just put that on and then kind of fall asleep with it um and the breathing will kind of let help everything kind of smoothen out um so yeah it is probably different for everyone um that's just the way I deal with it I don't know do you have any other coping
0: I have to say like I'm in awe of you being able to work those apps (laughs) like I I've tried Several times it doesn't work for me. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think it's just different for everyone. Um, like I was, I, I I was like, what is meditation? Why does you know? Yeah, um, I mean, I wasn't judging anyone for using it, but I just didn't really believe that it would work for me. But I was yeah. getting a bit desperate, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Um,
0: no, fair so. I think I'm just too fidgety, um, and I can't like keep in place, so like asking mm-hmm. me to meditate for just the idea and I know that you're not meant to start with like half an hour of full-blown meditation but the idea of having to spend half an hour like not moving just freaks me out um
1: like I, I... think I am I'm cheating a little bit though I don't do it in the middle of the day like I only do it if I know I'm gonna have a panic attack or yeah. if I'm feeling anxious and I'm already lying down and I'm in the dark because my panic attacks are literally before that time that's um, horrible so... Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's a lot better now. Um, but I'm cheating in the sense that, you know, I'm using them to go to sleep. I'm fair. not taking out 30 minutes out of my day yeah. to do a full meditation session. Yeah,
0: for... You know, I went to the movies um, on Monday, and it was, like... Mm-hmm. I, I went to go see Oppenheimer, and it was, like, three hours and, and so long. And, like, just... It wasn't so much the concentration; it was the like being sat down for three hours that mm. was so difficult for me. I kept on like moving around, and like oh I was like, "I can't. I need to move." <laughs> um, anyway, in terms of like coping mechanisms, um, I have this. I have two little tricks that tend to work um, quite well. Um, if I'm on a plane and I'm just like I'm naturally still a little bit I'm not like fear of dying stress but I'm still Mm -hmm. uneasy when I'm um, when I'm flying um and so I have this um it's technically a podcast but it's really like calming sounds that I'm just gonna like put in my ears and try to fall asleep with so a little similar to yours um and and, like, the noise cancelling is, like, a godsend, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I do, which is really efficient uh, when I'm having, like, a full-blown anxiety attack, is that I do... So there's this exercise where you have to identify um, five things by your uh, by looking at them, um, mm-hmm. four things by touching, three things by... Um, smelling two things Uh by um by tasting and one thing by no it's basically like you use all of your um your senses and you do like five four three two one um and it redirects your brain into doing some like a a task rather than your brain being focused on the fake danger that's causing your anxiety um and and that works really really well
1: yeah that sounds great and it focuses your your mind back on the moment as well yeah
0: and the the sensory thing like is also like amazing um because like just the fact that you have to I don't know like if I'm in the tube for instance and I'm having like a panic attack like I'll have to like you know touch my jeans and touch my jacket and um and you know what like look for things to kind of smell and look for things to kind of taste and and it's actually like it's really really effective um for me at least um i had my therapist like give me some other um other little tips and tricks um which the other ones didn't work for me but one of them was whenever you're feeling anxious about something in the day you write it down and then you don't think about it and at the end of the day you go back and look at your list of things that have stressed you and you deal with them then and the idea is that your brain slowly starts to understand that actually things that you're stressing about in the moment aren't actually like that important in like the mm. the, the sense of like on your whole day um but i was never able to just like yeah let me write something and then push it to the side and ignore it like it just that didn't work for me um but yeah yes. it's it might work for someone hence why i'm just like stating it out in case um but
1: yeah no but what's what's really interesting to see through that is that there's definitely a lot of different techniques mm-hmm. um and there's different things that work for different people um because i think at the, like when you start to realize that you are anxious and you try to find ways to deal with it maybe you'll go online and look for things to do and maybe they won't work for you um, and you'll start panicking even more about how to deal with it so I think it can be a little bit comforting to know that there's you know there's loads of different tricks there's loads of different methods mm-hmm. the same ones don't necessarily work for everyone it's just the case of kind of learning as you go Um, and then once you find the ones that work for you they tend to be quite efficient over time it's just a little bit of a journey to find those ones
0: and there are also those like coping mechanisms which you know are obvious when you think about it like from an outside perspective but that I think are a good reminder Um, if you're in the tube and you're not feeling comfortable because you're there's too many people there's a weird person looking at you funny, you're not feeling safe, whatever. Like, you can come out. Like, nothing yeah. in this world will be more important than, like, by by being five minutes late because you weren't feeling yeah. good. <laughs> you weren't feeling safe. Your brain was screaming danger to you. Um, yeah. Like, it, it is okay to take a step back and to be like, actually, this isn't working out for me. Obviously, you can't do it in a plane because it's like, you know, in the air. (laughs) Um, But there are moments where you can actually remove yourself from a situation. Like, if you're having social anxiety, go to the bathroom by yourself and just take a minute and breathe in and, you know, just have a little bit of, like, a you moment to reset. Um, if If you're having anxiety because certain people are triggering you, like, you know, give yourself... I mean, if you can avoid them, but if you can't, um, like give yourself a certain amount of time that you're going to be willing to spend with them, and and that's your boundary. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's very kind of obvious when you state it like that. But you know, for for people that are like, mm, no, I'm going to push through, and it's going to be fine. That's actually causing more harm than good on the long term.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. i actually have you mentioned boundaries and uh, i actually have a, a little tip that i applied in the workplace for one of the companies i used to work for um, the leadership was could be very, very intense mm-hmm. um, and there were conversations where just, you know, a number of people in the room were, were left very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I used to do if it was getting too heated was just very calmly getting up and taking myself out of the room. But I would state that, you know, I'm going to get a glass of water, which cannot really be considered as rude by your team um well it could be if it was like a, a calm completely normal conversation oh sorry context, i'm thirsty
0: what are you gonna do
1: <laughs> yeah it's like you know you remain very calm you're, you're just stating that you're getting some water that allows you to kind of leave the room take a moment to breathe for yourself mm-hmm. get some water which actually if you're anxious you tend to be a little bit more thirsty apparently mm-hmm. um so you have that sip of water and um i don't know if it if it'll work for everyone but for me when i went back into the room that people um used to they would normally have calmed down a little bit because they realized that you know it did make someone yeah like you shifted the energy in
0: the room so they're yeah. confronted with it now
1: yeah so i think that might apply you know like work settings maybe slightly tense family settings mm-hmm. that is just uh it's a very specific type of situation but you can definitely step out um to make yourself feel better
0: yeah i heard this I don't know if it's a fact or a fad, but <laughs> I've stated that I don't know if it's true or not, so I'm safe to go <clears throat> ahead. Um, but apparently, when you drink water, um, it stops you from being stressed. It stops like the the cortisol, um, oh. and and so when you see like all of those TED talks and all of those big conferences, like people have water next to them because it allow yeah. like it stops that stress um, from from like growing
1: okay um i don't yeah, know if that's true helped. but you know I, I i don't know if it is it's cool I, water, so it's no, not but for me.
0: I don't mean like continuously drinking water i just mean like in moments where you're very stressed um drinking a sip of water will help you calm down <laughs>
1: I'll try. I'll try next time. I
0: can, like, I can so imagine like a meme of just like you with like fifty bottles of water around. you like, why am I not just so calm? <laughs> I'm so <still> stressed. <laughs> well,
1: but no, but it's probably one of those things that's definitely like it. It relieves it a little bit. It might not take it away from you, but it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Wow. Mm. good talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thirsty now.
0: We talked about water. Yeah, let's uh, let's go get a let's go get a, a virtual drink now. <laughs> uh, no. I'm. When am I seeing you next? In like two weeks?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. In August.
0: I can survive I that.
1: Wait.
0: I can survive that. Soon <laughs> now. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming sooner than than we think. Like this whole yeah. month of July has just like went by it's
1: blowing by it's
0: yeah so fast
1: but anyway well i'm very happy it is so yeah i can see you in august
0: yes all right well thank you for tuning in we are now back on a weekly basis um so yeah let us know what you want to hear about <laughs> yeah please do all right bye bye